It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's, What's up? up? What's, What's up? up? What's up? Welcome in to episode number 1.1 million of Jobbing Out. 1.1 million. Aaron. Oh boy, is that how much Cameron Grimes makes in a day? Well, it should be, and if it's not, it will be soon. Hopefully he doesn't lose any of it. No, no, that would be... And I, I can't give you scientific information about this, but I'll do my best to present this to you. That will be the number of views that the Nia versus or the Nia versus Lana match has had on the official WWE YouTube page this week. Now, just for comparison's sake, some of the other totals for matches on Raw this week: Keith Lee versus Matt Riddle, four hundred and five thousand. <laughs> Naomi versus Shayna Baszler, 629,000. Damian Priest versus Angel Garza, 471,000. Even Charlotte Flair versus Lacey Evans, just 799,000. That's how so much we enjoyed Nia Jax's hole. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, really quickly, for what it's worth, oddly... Um, there is one. Uh, there, uh, the The main event had like 1.9 million views, so it actually was not the most viewed match of the night on YouTube, anyway. And I, I, unfortunately, there's no real way for me to like WWE didn't put out a clip of just the my whole thing, so right. those are from all these other whatever. The point being, everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. It was tremendous. All right, uh, jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. We're told Brandon was going to join us, but I don't know. We'll we'll see if if that may or may not happen. Um, this was how the show started. It's a throwback to the original jobbing out. There we go. Um, uh, later on, God, the, you realize that it's six years ago. I don't, I, I, I don't believe that my God. And we haven't, why haven't we done anything with this show? <laughs> what are we doing? Um, later on in the program, my buddy, uh, Joe Miller, who is of course, uh, one of the play by play guys for Navy color analyst for Navy football, um, and he's been on just about every station in town. He's uh, Pete Medhurst's old partner on uh, 106.7 and 105.7 and Lord knows where else. Um, I did not know this about Joe. I, he and I were having a conversation. Joe has been out of professional wrestling for decades. And the pandemic brought him back in. And of course, we all are are basically just assholes. <laughs> like we're just terrible people. Is he like in in on it? I get the sense that he's in in. Like I mentioned something about making uh, takeover picks with us, and he was like, "All right, cool." So I, I think he's in in. Now we'll find out nice. more. But I'm really fascinated by this. I, um, I hope he's like in it in a completely non asshole way. Like he, I, I want like to. Just, I love he's, talking. He's to just people experiencing are- joy. I mean, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out, and we are gonna make picks for uh, Takeover on Sunday night. So that's all coming up during the course of the program. Um, I, I guess Aaron, let's start 
with the Elimination Chamber? Like, let's start there. I think that's the the meatiest thing that occurred this week, right? There, there's a few things, a few just interesting character choices I want to d- dive I, in on, but I, that I, one I of had, the interesting character choices includes the Elimination Chamber. All right, so, let, yeah. hang on. Before we do that, I did have somebody message me, and I apologize. I forget who it was. I got I got some positive and some negative from last week. A couple people messaged, love the show. I had one person in particular who messaged, and I'm so sorry to whoever it is, said... I feel like you guys really pissed on one of the things that wrestling fans are most excited about, and you walked right past the Forbidden Door concept. And oh, I I tried to. T- I was talking about that well, to we, an extent. We the talked idea. about it. I mean, it's not like we didn't talk about it. I I was just. I, I guess here's where I'm. At. I'm not. I'm not excited about the Forbidden Door. I'm just gonna come right out and say it. It doesn't do anything for me. What? Why the fuck would I care about? Somebody just being able to show up somewhere. What part of that, outside of the moment, is actually exciting? Well, as you said, what what really excited you about um, the, the impact thing? The idea of getting Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers, right? right? The right. idea that we can get these matches now is exciting. Okay, the problems that we brought that I brought up when I said I. I I hate that I'm not excited about Kenta, right? Like, I want to be excited about Kenta. I love Kenta. I can't overcome the issues. I can't overcome this company's inability to tell a goddamn story and see it through from start to finish. And so just throwing more and more people in, and here's this other thing going on, and here's this other thing going on. Look, I think at some point we're going to get the the Good Brothers match that we want, which is the only... yeah, they're they're telling story of that story right now. But like they're telling it in the context of seven other stories, Aaron. They're... I, I I'm not disagreeing with you here. By the like, way, it's, it's that they you know that's been AEW's big problem is that. No, I'm not going to say totally because I thought there a few interesting stories are continuing this week and they told it in a good way this week. Um, but yes, I mean, however, there are the idea of just if you're not going to tell a story, being able to get fun matches to an extended world. Does excite some people. I, I mean, I, I again, I, I think, I think it's a more exciting concept than it is in practicality. I think people are sure. th- this forbidden door concept, right? You're like, wow, it could be anything, right? Well, like right now, the thing that I want is for them to just fucking tell me a story with the performers that they have. Tell me a goddamn story. And by the way, you I, are. I, I will say this though, Kenta, the first guy who's cr- you know going through that door. They're telling the stories. Like he is part of a much bigger storyline that's been going but, on for the better part of but, but what, that, six months but now. But that story can't be paid off in AEW. <laughs> but like, the idea, the idea is that it's not about AEW. It's about paying it off in the wrestling world. And I that's part of this forbidden door concept is that we're not staying in this bubble. We're not, you know, it, it's a comic book. You may not pay it right. off it's, in the X Men, but maybe in the it's, Avengers, it's, it's the multiverse, whatever it is. That's fine. I think that comes to two things. I think one, it pushes the limits of how much people are capable of. I, I like what you're talking about. When I sit down and watch um, Winter Soldier, I still need Winter Soldier to be paid off. You don't get to end the movie and then say, well, it's going to be paid off somewhere else. That doesn't work for me. It's never worked for me. It's why I fucking refuse to watch any of the Lord of the Rings movies is because I just sit through that godforsaken first three-hour film and watch them walk around for three hours and have the, the, the little guy say to the tubby guy, boy, I'm glad to have you around, and no fucking shit actually happens. It's just a big sales pitch for watching more Lord of the Rings movies. No, 
No, they might be the greatest movies ever made. Some people would argue they are. I refuse. I refuse to watch any more of them after you made me go I, through that. I I'm would argue not, there are several Marvel movies that fit into that description. I think the but, only one that actually fits into that description is 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 um, the 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 the, fir- the when we get. Well, the, the final two Avengers films. Well, the first I, I, of the I would two. say the first Captain America movie was simply a prequel for the Avengers, and everything from it paid off at a later point. In uh, the I, I'm not going to fully agree with you on that. I'm not. I'm not going to fully agree with you. They tell. They, I, I need a story to be told and completed. Now, if at the end of that story. It didn't get completed, though. I'm trying to remember the first Captain America. Like, give, like, Red Skull disappeared and then popped up again in. in infinity war you know he went into the airplane and came back just so he could start the avengers i'm gonna have to go back and rewatch the first avenger now like by the way i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go back and it doesn't end i'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that because i don't for so it's it's been so goddamn long now it's jesus christ we're talking about something that happened a decade ago i have to go back and rewatch that but but to get back to the wrestling side of this yes i understand your point but for the people who are excited about this forbidden door concept, the idea of we can continue storylines in multiple programs, and if we're excited about it, we can go watch it wherever it happens to be. And so I think that that wow. I think that that's particularly exciting for a group of professional wrestling fans that have nothing to do other than watch more professional wrestling. Sure. And I think that's a I think that's an extraordinarily small group of people. Now somebody might say, well, well hold on. if you're if you're in on the storyline right now, and I'm not telling you go watch all of New Japan, but go watch the Kenta Moxley match. I'm not. I'm not. There d- might be more inclined. To. I, I am you not. You would be inclined to. Well, I love Kenta and Moxley. I'm sure it's great. The problem is, Aaron, I'm telling you, I'm out. I've made this a million. I am not watching more professional wrestling. This thing where you think that I've got. I'm not saying you, where the professional wrestling world thinks I have more time in my life to spend watching professional wrestling ain't happening. And I'm not alone. I watch more than the average person does. This, the idea being this is bringing more professional wrestling in, I mean this with all due respect, no, it's not. I, I, I love so many of the performers in, in Impact. I'm not watching Impact every week. I can't. But you will when you realize there's a big match or something happening. Maybe, like I'll certainly watch the match afterwards. You know. Yes, and and that's what I think. That's what more than anything, you know, this might not lead you to watch New Japan. Could it lead you to go watch the the Moxley Kenta match? Uh, Potentially. I mean, I'll watch the match. Sure, I'll watch the match. Yes, I will watch the match. Um, But but here's the problem: they want you to pay for the match, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, I assume it's a pay-per-view. I don't think it's going to sure. be one that's going to be on uh, Access. or. or uh, so, like, your goal isn't to, to get someone to watch this. It's to get someone to pay for it. And I think those are two different things. Like, Glenn's going to find it online somewhere. So that him watching it doesn't achieve the goal that well, it's trying but no, no, but, but Brandon, to. Well, we're talking about we're, we're talking about a number yeah. of different things we're, right now. Brandon, we're talking about the concept of why a certain group of wrestling fans are so excited about the Forbidden Door Whereas well, sure. my reaction a week ago was, I, this is the wrong company to be doing this because I can't get them to finish one fucking storyline before they move on to the six more that they want to throw at me. Um, I, I, I wish I could be excited about a forbidden door, but right now it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare scenario yeah. where here's 60 more things to look at. Here's 20 more people that we're just going to bring in and out of nowhere you're supposed to care about... I, by the way... Uh, uh, Lee Johnson, is that his name? Might be great. Maybe he's wonderful. But until last night, 
I did not care remotely about him. All of a sudden, he's thrown in, and because he's partnered up with Cody Rhodes, he's not going to be shoved down my throat at all times, of course, because that's the way that this works in this company. Um, and he might be tremendous. I have no idea. But it's just one every week. It's something else. Look at something else. Look at this. We're not paying this thing off, and we're doing this thing otherwise. Um, at, at the same time, Cody, Jesus. You are right, Aaron, about the fact that uh, the inner circle thing is tremendous. That's the one storyline that's been wonderful, yes. and it does at least appear as though they're seeing it through. But for what it's worth, as we've said at every turn, the one thing about AEW that's been truly wonderful the entire time has been the inner circle, and unfortunately, that's about the list. Orange Cassidy was great. Now he's what? He's Chuck Taylor's buddy, and I care because why? I Yeah. Pac, for some reason, is the number three ranked person in the performer. Name anything relevant that Pac has done. Wrestle good matches. Uh, fine, thank you. I mean, like, I. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I, I'm just. I'm answering your question. No, wait, I thought you were describing the show in general. They've got some good matches. That's how they describe the show. That's, that's what the show is. Uh, and that's. I mean, if. I, I, you know what, then. Unfortunately, that's what it is. Oh, boy. I would almost. Th- if I would almost wish they would just be that, right? Like, just stop trying. You know what I mean? Like, just stop trying. Say, we're going to do matches every week. That's it. That's all we're going to do. It's just, here's a group of matches. You can watch them. You can not watch them. Whatever. Um, I, I, I wish I could join you guys in being excited about the Forbidden Door. I, I mean, I wish I could. I, I get it. I get that the idea of you never know what you might see next seems really cool. It just doesn't seem to be the place where I can jump on board with that. I have no... My expectations that I'm going to actually get it being cool when I get it. Again, this is the company that gave me Young Bucks versus The Revival and made me not give a shit about it. I don't know that I can jump on that The Forbidden Door is cool at the moment. I, I, I don't I'll, I'll know. Say, well, no, I'm going to disagree with you there. At the moment, it's cool because what it's doing is telling story like it is telling story this is a story that makes sense everything's you know it's been being told elsewhere it's just being brought here it's telling story and and i will agree with you overall most likely what this is going to turn into is a thing where it's just we get matches most likely that's what it is for the first thing that they did uh, i can enjoy this because it is a story that has been told and makes sense then i think you're separating the forbidden door concept from one thing which is just kenta versus john moxley we don't know what the forbidden door concept is right now. But they we're, wanna... we're, we're projecting and probably projecting correctly, to be fair. But you're projecting. Right now, the forbidden door concept there, is no, no, no. Right now, the storyline is Right now, there is no forbidden door. There's Kenta right. showing but, up. There isn't okay. one. The idea of the forbidden door, we can only project for. I can't. That's the right. only thing I can work with is because we're projecting the idea that what this is is really going to be. You never know who, when, where, whatever. Right? Like that's the concept of why this is cool is because the forbidden door is anything could happen at any point involving just about any performer in the world that's not with WWE. That's the concept of why I'm supposed to find it cool. But every yeah, ounce of yes. the every ounce of that has not been cool. It's been the opposite. It's that I got the revival showing up, and I got the shittiest story in the history of professional wrestling out of it. So why should I think this is cool? I, I well, first of all, the I mean, look, you should think it's cool because you want to see this, and because you want to see these stories expanded. Like that—that's to me, and it is different from your. 
everything you say is not wrong. However, in this one particular case, the Forbidden Door concept specifically is about New Japan. And so far, they haven't fucked that up. They haven't had a chance to fuck it up, but they haven't. So I'm okay with being excited for now. And as you always say, wait to re- reserve to change your mind when they do fuck right, it up. Right. As they're, they're inevitably going to. I, I, I'm just glad you guys started with this because yeah, I'm I, not interested at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate your excitement. Uh, all right, so so Aaron, we'll talk about the Elimination Chamber. How did you want to, to go about doing it? Uh, well, we we can just bounce around, but I'm going to start with the Elimination Chamber is a thing. The thing that is most interesting to me was Drew McIntyre's response to it. That was a very, very strange reaction from your you, top you, yes, you, badass, always fighting baby you, Do you think that that's a potential for its leading towards Drew McIntyre being a heel, which for what it's worth, I've I've said a million times you could do the problem being like why have you spent so much work and effort and time doing this if you're just going to flip him heel so quickly right I mean that's the big reason why it probably won't happen but otherwise that reaction made no sense no it made Uh, perfect sense to me go ahead because they're trying to show you they're they're teasing that Shane McMahon everyone's favorite is making decisions that Adam Pierce has to like pretend to go, you know, to like not outwardly say that he didn't do it. But that to me, that played pretty well. Why was Drew upset about having to defend his title in the because they chamber. already made the match with Sheamus the, the week before? He Sheamus challenged him, he said, I accept your challenge. So then the next week, you know, the whole Shane McMahon thing happens where he changes the match. And so then Drew McIntyre's like, wait a second, we already had a match. Like, right, wh- but, where did this fairness, come from? Is Drew... So what's your payoff for that? Hang, that... hang on, hang on, wait, 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 wait. The road you're going wait, down Wait, 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 me. I have to say something here. Is Drew McIntyre the only person on the planet that doesn't realize the next pay-per-view is the Elimination Chamber? <laughs> like, I, I mean... But they don't always defend the title in, in the Elimination Chamber. It's like sometimes it's the Intercontinental, or it's a number one contenders match, or... What's yeah, Brock Lesnar doesn't. That, Brock Lesnar doesn't do that. Like Brock Lesnar doesn't defend the title in the Elimination Chamber, but overall, no. But they don't do it every year. You could look up. But the, no, no, and, I, and Roman I, Reigns may not defend it. Like they usually do one in one typic- title defending and the chamber, and one's not. Typically, that's because someone else has already declared themselves the number one contender for WrestleMania for the other title. Yeah, right. typically that's the case. Is that once someone has declared themselves as being the one that they're going to face, they don't want to fuck it up. They don't want somebody to accidentally lose the title in the Elimination Chamber main event. So with no one, with Edge having not declared himself to face Drew McIntyre, in what world would Drew McIntyre have not expected that he would have been in the Elimination Chamber? Absolutely. In the world had- that he had a match with Sheamus. I mean, I, I, I mean you can this say that. This is Drew that, McIntyre, but- though. Like, why is he upset about having to beat up more people? No, he's upset about... So- he's, he, there was something in the dialogue about... Some like Shane McMahon showed up and now this is happening. What's going on? So while listen, there's two things that I need to make sure I point out. I'm just telling you what I saw on the show. I'm not saying that they should do anything with Shane McMahon. Yeah, I think they, should, they are. Let's make that very clear. They should never do anything with Shane McMahon. <laughs> Wait, I mean, because what you're describing is Drew McIntyre versus Shane McMahon for the title is uh, the end game. And honestly, I am scared that that's no. I would disagree. I think it's Drew, Drew McIntyre versus Shane McMahon surrogate. Like no, I, no, 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 no. That's not what I, I think. It's Drew McIntyre is not the champion, and he's fighting Shane McMahon. Yeah. Well, okay. Think, if if that's the case, then we should just light everything on fire and be done with this show. I mean, like Jesus Christ. What what is the 
I, like I, there are things that what is the point of the last year if all of the work you've done has led to Drew McIntyre fighting Shane McMahon then just pack everything up just pack it. There, I don't is... know if you know this, but the list of people at Shane McMahon I under, that's I under... fought at WrestleMania is like the list of the WWE Hall of While Fame. I understand that, it's not the only person that you've given a shit about for the entire year. Right. You've spent 12 no, uh, months on Drew McIntyre. If you did that to have him have a non-title match against Shane McMahon, I'm not kidding. I, at that point... <laughs> I want it. I, and I'm, I and want I, it to happen and I mean so this. bad just you, because you, I want to hear you don't your want reaction. It. You don't want it. I'm not doing the show. I'm not watching. <laughs> listen, Fuck all. I, I don't know what is happening, but Shane is involved in oh, some way. I agree that Shane is going to be involved because I, you know, I never get anything that's good in my life. Um, but and They're teasing the Shane and Adam Pierce aren't on the same page kind of thing. Fine, but I don't they have the... Shane and Adam Pierce fight each other. Right, that... Hold on. I had that thought they, they did the thing with Paul Heyman on, um, was it talking smack or the other one where there was the clip of Adam Pierce and Paul Heyman having that weird, um, interaction where he told him that Monday he had to set a match or his career would be on the line. I mean, there was, there's something weird going right, on. But this all makes way more sense that it's Shane McMahon bringing Brock Lesnar back because Shane McMahon jerks off to Brock Lesnar MMA yeah. stuff. And it's Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre, which, by the way, might not be. It might not be for the title. There is, of course, the possibility that they still pull the edge Randy Orton trigger as as weird as everything is. There's no with way. Bray no. Wyatt. I, what do you mean? There's no way. I, I guess I shouldn't say no way. It, like, Well, there I is a way. There's some there's something else they could do. Uh guess who Shane McMahon is buddies with? Seamus? Omos. I mean for Christ's sake. No. Let's not even what are we doing? Let's not waste our no, time. No, I'm here. saying he, he's helping AJ Styles. Yes. Uh, sure. I mean uh, Although he did fight AJ Styles. Like, yes. I mean, Again. Like, like yes. I, I I don't know. I don't know what to say here. I mean, and then and there's also a world in which like somehow the Miz is involved. Like, I don't know. But by the way, it's also odd that they put the Miz in this match. Yeah. Um as the briefcase holder. I mean, the, it's odd from a storyline standpoint. It's not odd that in the if you're talking about the sixth, you know, the sixth highest ranked right, single he's, performers he's Miz should them. be there. Well, sure. But yes. yes. It's yes. weird from a yes. briefcase standpoint. When I, have they ever treated the person that way? You know, usually, usually they lose matches for six months. Uh, typically, yeah, that's typically the way that it works. Look, I still think the most likely. I, I by the way, that points to me as though they're not doing anything with the Miz before WrestleMania. That's just that's the gut that I have is that it's not happening. Yeah. Or if you want the story to be, boy, no, I hate that. Never mind. We're not. I'm not going to go there. I, there's just no, 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 go, 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 go. No, go. there's just nothing with the Miz that makes sense for WrestleMania. I can't even entertain it at this point. It it seems like you ha that has to be about pushing I, it past WrestleMania. Um, you, you keep the Miz him, Edge confrontation was interesting. That's fine. I think it. I again. I think. I I don't think it happened. Edge and Edge and yeah. and, and goddamn Karrion Cross had an interesting confrontation, and Karrion Cross is facing Santos Escobar. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the logical next step. I, I don't I don't buy anything into that. I don't think anything's happening with the Miz until after WrestleMania. I I think it might even be by the way the the day after WrestleMania, something along those lines. I just don't think it's happening. I think the most logical step. If we assume, again, the reporting says it's Edge and Roman Reigns. As much as I hate that, that's what all the reports have been. 
is that the planets reg and Roman reigns, and I just get to hate everything. Which, by the way, is nothing new. It's how I live my life. Um, if that's the case, then it's Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre. I don't know why. We're overthinking it. The idea that Brock Lesnar is not going to be at WrestleMania is crazy. Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre, and Brock Lesnar and Shane McMahon are buddies now because Brock Lesnar lost his buddy because he's hanging out over on SmackDown. And as you know, there's only one time all year <laughs> where Raw and SmackDown may interact. So, you know, Paul Heyman can't come back to Raw. That's not an option. We all know that. It doesn't work that way. So that's why you've got to introduce Shane McMahon as Brock Lesnar's new protector and provider and buddy-buddy, and that's the way that it all works out. Why are we overthinking this? I still because think it's AJ we want to have nice things. Well, but we never get to have nice things, Aaron. <laughs> why would you ever think that there are nice things involved with this? In what world? So if it's AJ Styles' brand, then what's Brock Lesnar doing at WrestleMania? Drew McIntyre for for uh, for not with no title. Then what's AJ Styles doing? Edge. All right. Uh, look, I'm not I'm not saying I have a problem with any of that. It's it's it works. I except for why why does Brock? Well, all right, because he lost to him. Because he wants right. revenge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not the Brock Lesnar story, right? The Brock Lesnar story is that he's a prize fighter. It's not a revenge thing. But that doesn't mean you can't tell the story. The, the winner gets a title shot. Brock Lesnar doesn't need to win yeah, to get a title that, shot. You gotta, you gotta work on that a little bit to sell me on it. Like, you, I'm not. I think you can do it, but it, it's just not. That's not Brock Lesnar's character. Brock Lesnar's character is I come back because I'm a prize fighter. Like that's, that's why I can enter myself into a Money in the Bank match that I'm not in and get Although, the briefcase. Right. You do have to remember they did a stretch where he like fought the big show. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't always in title matches, but he did. He fought the big show for no reason. He fought. Uh, but not, Randy not, Orton but not for after, no reason. But not after he's been gone for a year. Sure. Um, yeah, actually, well, the, Rand, the Randy Orton one was, I don't know if it was a year, but he that was a comeback match for him. Yeah, but it but. wasn't a year. Now, again, if you want to say that the, that the story they're going to tell is that he was gone for a year because he was so despondent about Drew McIntyre, they can tell that story. It's a, it's a different story. It's not what we've gotten but, to know from Brock Lesnar. By but the they, way, they you, tell you have story. him wreck Drew in the chamber. You haven't be part of that match. Sure. I mean, I, I that story can be told, and, and, and it can work, and you can do AJ Styles and Edge at the same time. All of these things can work. It just, it all seems really weird that you were this hell-bent on Drew McIntyre being your champion until right when you get to WrestleMania. Like, that just seems weird. Um, doesn't mean it doesn't work. Doesn't mean that it's not a better scenario. It doesn't mean any of those things, but it just seems odd that you were this hell-bent on Drew McIntyre as champion for an entire year until you got to the event that actually mattered and had fans there. It's, it's just kind of odd. That's, that's all I can give you is that it's, it's kind of odd uh, for that to be the case. Um, what else from Raw do we need to cover? Besides Nia's Hole? Well, we already talked. We, <laughs> we covered Nia's Hole. I mean, okay. What, it, was, it was hilarious. It was great. I mean, it's... it's it's you low rent. I mean, I what, there's nothing else to say about Nia Jax's. Yes. Holiday. What else is there to say? I, I, over under that that line was fed. I oh, mean, I don't think. 100%. I don't think. I don't think that any performer would purposely shout out my hole on their own. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that would happen. Um. So so yeah, it was fed. By the way, you know what? Here's what we'll do. I do want to say one thing about. I I watched AEW. <laughs> 
and I tweeted about this because it, it in the world of not bothering to tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the most amazing like I, it's almost it's so awful i can't be mad at it it's cartoonish <laughs> a group of men attempted <laughs> yeah. to murder darby allen yes <laughs> the response was as follows old man starts walking walking <laughs> Broadcasters suggest he's in hot pursuit. He sure is line ever. He sure as fuck ain't. <laughs> like there is no hot pursuit there whatsoever. Hey, None. He, he might have just been getting started. We didn't see it once he went text. But when they said he was in hot pursuit, he yeah. was no, not oh, in hot pursuit. And then they followed it up by saying, Well, we'll check in on that some other time. Here's Kenny Omega golfing. What? <laughs> The man hilarious. is being hilarious. murdered. I don't believe this was intentional comedy. I don't believe that. I don't no, believe no. that. It was. In any it way. was. You know. It's the. Oh look! Someone's getting kidnapped. Here's our next man. You know. We see that in wrestling. It was funnier because of the hot pursuit line. It was the hot pursuit line. It was, was funnier because of all of it. It was funnier because they never went back to it. They said, "We'll be sure to check in on this." No, they didn't. <laughs> Does anyone know if Darby Allen's currently alive? <laughs> Anyone? I mean, Darby Allen's a mortal, so. Oh yeah, okay, fair enough. There, there is that. Um, it was horrible, but yet <laughs> so horrible, I can't be mad at it. Like it came right. off as something that would have happened on a really old Impact, or you know, whatever it was called, TNA, whatever we were calling it at the time. It was so. It it came off as we shot a bunch of different things, and we forgot what we were doing. And just had to splice it together and say, well, shrug emoji, that's what we're doing here. It was some of the worst television I've ever seen. Well, well, I mean, to, well, to be fair, we don't have to go back that far to Impact when, you know, every week we had a different person kidnapped and then ignored five seconds later in NXT. All right, so like, it's very... If we're being it's, fair it's, about that. This is, this, is, this is Don Callis, is what you're saying. Like, this is what happens when you bring Don Callis to a no, program. No, I'm saying in NXT. In, well, wait, what do you mean in NXT? We had an entire storyline where basically every week a van was pulling up, a person was getting kidnapped, they were driving away, and then they would go to a Casey Catanzaro yes, match. Yes, but they also so What's wrong with that? Right, we, but they also wouldn't say, we'll continue to follow this. I, I forgot about the follow it line. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, outside of the hilarious, he's hot pursuit, like, that's wrestling. Let's it's, be honest. It's, it's not wrestling. wrestling. Here's, here's the issue. And this is not a this week issue. This is an every week issue. They have a production issue. It's very. They obvious. do. They have a serious production issue, but that, that I can oh, yeah. forgive that that's because part of it. I'm, I'm, like talk, I'm talking about the, the, the bubble of this is, one segment. Like the, the sequencing of the show is part of it, but generally they have they have a they can't even go in and out of a commercial sometimes or or edit the end of a segment. Like they have lots of like things that look like they came from like a current film school. Mm -hmm. Person well, they, editing, but they program. they also have they also have something weird going on with like their TNT versus international feeds, where like they never seem yeah. to know when they're on, when they're not on. It's it, there is a lot strange there, and it's and it's exacerbated by the fact they're not doing the show live, and they're clearly they're not doing the tape stuff at the same time as they're doing the live stuff. It's I, I don't know, I don't know what a taping looks like. I haven't been to one, you know what I mean? Like I have no idea how weird it might be. But it's weird. And this particular, Aaron, it was the overwhelming construction of it. It was the, oh. it, it was 
it's one thing to have something dramatic happen backstage with no reaction from your broadcasters and to come back to broadcasters who are truly shocked. And this is what I'll give NXT credit for. When they do that type of stuff, they then cut the broadcasters who are shocked by what they just saw. What, what just happened? We're, guys, we're going to attempt to go forward, but we're all a little rattled by this. They did the exact didn't opposite. Did that during the... I mean, whatever. We're, we're getting into the weeds there. I, well, I no, don't know. No, they, I always, they always did that. Yeah. On NXT, the, they did. No, it was more of a, hey, what was that? Now let's move on. I, no, I don't it think wasn't. They, it they, was like, oh, my God, what happened to Roman? No, th- th- in fact, I believe during it happening, they'd be like, oh, my God, they're grabbing Roman Mendoza or whatever. Like, I think they acknowledged it, it, it and they might have gone straight to commercial from some of those segments. This was this was a, um, well, we're going to follow this. Now let's go to Kenny Omega on the golf course. <laughs> I mean, it was this was brutal. <laughs> this was by all standards. Yes, th- to some extent, there's something professional wrestling about having someone get kidnapped. And well, we'll find out next week, right? Like that alone. Yeah. This in particular was a brutal sequence of 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 editing and 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 the way that the show is being shot, and it it just was really bad. But so bad. That I couldn't be angry. Yeah. I just had to laugh. That's all I could do in that situation. Was just I, laugh. and I, I just got more of the laugh. This is so fucking ridiculous. Out of it. Uh, I mean, Back to WWE though. There is something I really did want to kind of break down and talk a little bit about. All right, uh, uh, on Raw or SmackDown actually. Okay. Um, uh, did Did you want anything else on Raw? No, no, no. That's fine. I was just trying to figure out where we were. Oh, oh, uh, we're, I want to go to SmackDown. I want to just go to the, the, the wrinkles they're adding to the Roman Reigns character over the last two weeks, which have been the, the insecure side of him is excellent. And I, first of all, just, I want to commend Roman and anyone involved with it, both for the Kevin Owens segment, you know, with it, these eye movement, his facial expressions as Owens tore into him where he realized you know, there, there is something to it that I'm a bully. I'm surrounding myself with yes men. And then the idea that Edge might pick somebody else, which makes him lesser and him being very insecure about that is an excellent addition to this character. And at the same time, it makes me wonder, are we, you know, I, I was of the mindset that Roman Reigns is definitely winning at WrestleMania. But by adding this element makes me wonder if we're starting to head towards a peak, which would end in a mania loss. Yeah, I mean it's possible. I, I think, you know, as we acknowledged last week, it was it, it's possible Kevin Owens was still hanging around this situation, and he is. Um, I don't know where where they're, you know, I don't know if that's just to do a match before WrestleMania or to keep it going until for you know potential triple threat match or he's the match or whatever. Um. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to add in Joe Miller to our conversation here in one second. Brandon, you can keep going. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with Aaron. Uh, I think that that was, that was good. It starts to, if we're just getting what everyone thinks we're getting, it starts to make it into something. And it makes sense of why essentially the champion would pick him instead of him picking the champion. Like, I sort of like that idea. Look, I'm I'm all for more Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Like I'm I'm very much in favor of more Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. The problem being, again, like it, if this is all pointing to one more match of the Elimination Chamber, well, we we know what's happening. You know what I mean? Like it's it's Roman Reigns isn't losing to Kevin Owens at the Elimination Chamber. That's not a no. But if like 
something happens with Edge that makes him interfere in the match or something, you know, then we're getting closer to the, that. The idea of a triple threat, but sense. I just don't think that a triple threat that that this doesn't deserve Edge just being interjected for whatever you know cockamamie reason there would be. Like this, if you're going to keep going with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, it deserves to conclude with Kevin Owens winning a one-on-one match against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. But do I trust that we're getting there? No. You know, like, not at all. Of course I don't trust that we're getting there. Do I think, as to Aaron's point, do I think it continues to be great? Hell yeah, of course. It continues to be phenomenal as it's been. And yes, every week there's something new where you're like, wow, this is really good. Now where do you go with it? You know, I, I'm terrified that you're going to kick the tire down the road a little while, and then after that, it's going to be, now here's Edge. And all of this work that you did, we're just going to say, oh, the hell with it. It's Edge versus Roman Reigns. We don't need to tell a story for a few weeks because we've got Edge facing Roman Reigns. I mean, do you feel differently? No. Okay. I, I just, you know, the, the addition of, you know, for two, three months, Roman Reigns was just, you know, he was the tribal chief. He was the king of, you know, the king of the but, but everything, the king of the world. The, the fact that they're adding the insecurities is interesting. Right, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be the tribal chief next week. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Like, he, and, he, and he's still the tribal chief through all this, but they're consciously adding the insecurity part, right. which is interesting. All right. And, okay. and it's good work. And we, and we will continue to monitor that. I don't disagree. All right. Hey, are you guys uh, fans of the show? Scru- I know, Aaron, you're a Scrubs fan, right? Oh, huge Scrubs fan. And, and Brandon, are you, were you a Scrubs fan? No. No? Well, you're a terrible person. So um, there was a line, Aaron, you'll remember, on Scrubs, where uh, uh, Turk and JD, there was a line that was, we were, we were together so much that people thought my last name was Ann JD. Right? Like, do you remember that yes. line? Turk and Turk and JD. Exactly or right. It's, it's, no, it was, it was JD, JD and, and Turk, Turk and JD. JD. That's exactly what it was. And for a little while, I, no joke, thought that my buddy Pete Medhurst, his full name was Pete Medhurst and Joe Miller. Like, I thought <laughs> that was his actual name because everywhere I turned, Joe Miller was beside him. It was just the way that it worked. Um, Joe Miller is one of the play-by-play voices and analysts for Navy Athletics. You have heard him on every radio station. The Joe, is there a radio station in this era you've never done anything for? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like 980 in D.C. All right, so there's one. That'd be the only sports station. There's one. <laughs> but but didn't you guys have broadcasts on there at one point? So, like, technically you've probably been heard on 980 at some point? Yeah, actually, yeah. I've done some Maryland games. So, yeah, so technically, yeah. They're, they're uh, yeah. literally every station in town. Uh, including he does country music on the weekends on the country music stations. I wish. Uh, Back in the day, I did. My buddy Joe Miller is with us here on Jobbing Out, and I, I did not know his story, and I want to talk about it more because it's fascinating to me. Joe, first of all, it's good to, to have you on. Thank you for doing this. No, it's awesome to be on. I appreciate it, guys. Um, I don't know if you know. Aaron was at 980 for a long time. He's out in Vegas now. Brandon is here. Um, I... How long? Take me through your story of being a pro wrestling fan and then not being a pro wrestling fan for a really long time. Well, I guess obviously as a kid, I mean, most of us were all in as kids. And um, and so certainly through, you know, those years and then to, you know, uh, you know, right through to the early 2000s. And then honestly, Glenn, I just got too busy. I I don't know. I just there was other things that were going on. 
so I, I kind of left the, probably when it was at its hottest, to say the least. And then, you know, I would occasionally check back in every now and then, get a pay-per-view uh, every now and then. I actually had a, um, a couple of friends that uh, worked for WWE behind the scenes in some of the television production in. So I would check in with them every now and then, and I'd talk with them. And But honestly, I just, you know... It just wasn't a, you know, I, I had other things going on. And then um, d- during the pandemic, or right before the pandemic, because I was talking to my wife about this when we were watching Royal Rumble the other, uh, the other weekend, is like my son, who is seven, started to wrestle last year um, before the pandemic set in. So he started to get interested. He had a friend on the team that was interested in, in, in WWE and wrestling, professional wrestling. So he started to dabble into it. But then when the pandemic hit, um, like there was nothing else going on. So he was all in. My daughter was all in. Uh, so, um, so I, I, you know, I, I've watched everything since then. So what is everything? Are you legitimately watching Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW? Every, like, are you watching everything from, from having not watched anything at all as of, you know, 12 months ago? So what I uh, we tend to watch SmackDown completely, um, watch the uh, pretty much every pay per view. Uh, Raw Raw is a little long for me. I mean, three hours to commit. So you know, we usually watch it. You know, on Tuesday, and we'll fast forward through a lot of different things. Um, watch some of the NXT. Um, AEW. I had a friend who was like, "Oh, you got to really get in the." A-. I'm like, "Dude, I'm spending so much time watching wrestling right now." Like I don't know if I have time for hmm. an additional how ironic um, outfit to sort of and look part of it too was going back, especially when there wasn't a ton of live stuff and trying to figure out like storylines over the last couple of years and try to explain because my son would have questions I'd be like I, I don't I don't really know so we would go back and we would watch uh, different events over the last couple of years and and try to <laughs> and I would try to figure things out I, honestly you know I I like. Um, I obviously uh, uh, like the the genre and like the storylines and but really it was a my kids were a catalyst to get back into it. Um, and my my son is a huge AJ Styles fan. Uh, my daughter loves Charlotte Flair. Uh, so um, so that's kind of what got me back into it. So I, I try to uh, we watch a we watch a ton, that's for sure. so. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the, the, the breakdown of the story. A couple things in there, Aaron, that jump out at me, right? One. <laughs> mm. Trying to go back years to find storyline issues? Yeah, anyway, two. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what, really, what really jumps out at me, by the way, is not having more time to watch pro wrestling. Hmm, how about that? How about weird. that, Aaron? It's really weird. How Wasn't I just talking about how the average person doesn't have time to be watching more pro wrestling? Um, but what really interested me, and Aaron and I were talking about this beforehand, like, we're a-holes. <laughs> like, we are terrible. I- I'm probably, like, Aaron's the worst as a human being. I'm the worst when it comes to this. I am constantly negative about everything, right? Like, it's just, yeah. it's the nature of, of watching so much. And, you know, like, I, I don't want to be. I just am. <laughs> like, I am. It's the way it goes. Are you watching this with, like, just joy of being a wrestling fan again, and do things actually bother you? You're just like, nah, this is just fun for me now because I haven't been into it for so long. 
it 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 does, especially from from the, my kids' perspective, from that perspective. But there are things that bother me. I mean, it's hard not to like, uh, like, you know, go, you know, you know, when when Kevin Owens, when Roman Reigns is 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 chained to, uh, you know, whatever he was chained to, and they can't get the it unlocked for a minute, and then all of a sudden <laughs> Reigns beats Kevin Owens. It's like. That that to me was a little frustrating because okay. it's like okay, like I know where you were going on that, but that kind of was like it was kind of bad. Uh, so well, that's like that's like that, a that's legitimate a perfect... mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, think... I mean, I sometimes wonder, like, I, I kind of like like what was the whole purpose of Otis winning Money in the Bank? Mm. What was the whole purpose of that for mm. five six months? So mm. stuff well, that's like a that. Good one. Uh, <laughs> And I like Otis. I actually think Otis should get more of a, a run. Um, but uh, some of that stuff, it's like if you take me on something on a trip for four or five months and there seems to be just like it falls flat, that kind of stuff does annoy me sometimes. So, I, But for the most you're, part – You're one of us. Kids. You're one of us. <laughs> well, no, no, no. He goes on the ride for five months and oh, yeah. then says – That's a good point. We complain about it before we get there. All right, yeah, fair Glenn enough. five minutes in is like yeah. this is the biggest disaster All in the right. history of professional All right. wrestling. All right. You're right. You're not quite one of us. You do at least <laughs> let the ride play out for a little while. How old are your kids? Uh, my daughter is 11. My son's seven. And he's into AJ Styles. That's interesting. It always fascinates me when uh, younger kids are into the bad guys. Yeah, he. he I think it's part of like, um, it, it, he. You know, he likes Styles. He likes Ricochet. He likes acrobatic kind of people. And I know AJ Styles. I don't know if you would consider him like a you know a, a traditional high flyer or something like that. But he, you know, a smaller guy that moves well. That's kind of what. He's always, you know, he was into. So, um, hey, that that phenomenal forearm, that's a baby face move, man. <laughs> it it really is. No, 100%. I, it definitely. Yeah. I mean, kid would look at that and be like, I oh, like yeah, that no, guy I, just because of that. As, as far as smaller high flyer, you know, that that's definitely, I don't know about seven, but when I was, you know, when I was younger, I loved all the cruiserweights face or heel because they were cool. Yeah, because they were doing cool stuff. No doubt they were doing cool stuff. Are, are you. Like, I, here's is this you know when we say NWO for life we mean for life uh <laughs> Joe that's the way that NWO works are are you back in like pro wrestling is going to be a part of your life for the foreseeable future or is there a chance that like in 2 years when your kids kind of don't care anymore you're going to find yourself saying why am i doing this what <laughs> i i can spend my time doing something more productive than watching professional wrestling well, I, I definitely want to get them out to some live events because, I mean, to me, you know, I've been to a few and nothing's, you know, I, I think, I've, you know, SummerSlam was probably the biggest event I went to. But other than that, I mean, so I, I think, look, if they completely are like, this is dumb, we're over with it, I, I'm, I'm definitely not going to watch every Monday and Friday night. I will check back in every now and then and um and, and take and partake in a, a pay-per-view but i you know i i i liked going to a, a events it just i didn't really have anybody to go with so <laughs> i think I, I took my uh you know i, I guess she was my yes yeah, fiance at the time now my wife we went to a couple events and it was like cool um but other than that i mean so i, I foresee it being a part um but 
I'm like, I'm all in right now. I don't know how long that'll last. I feel like that was, by the way, half the reason why Aaron and I started this podcast years ago is just because we wanted to talk to somebody about pro wrestling, and we basically had each other. And and then <laughs> how I got here. And, and then Brandon was exactly the same way. He was like, "Well, I want to talk to you guys about pro wrestling." <laughs> and we're like, "All right, well, we'll just add you in. Like that's the way that'll go." It's how AJ joined the show for a while too. Um, uh, and he's still part of the show, just not, not with us every week anymore. Cause you know, he's got a job. Um, so this is the other thing that's really interesting to me. Are, are you, um, do, do you admit to people that you're a pro wrestling fan? <laughs> oh are, yeah. I don't okay, care. Okay. I mean, I, I admit Glenn, I, I, I've admit to people that I've been a soccer fan 20 years ago. Yeah, so. but that's cool now. <laughs> yeah. 20 years it ago wasn't it wasn't. Cool back yeah, that's then. true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's fair. Twenty years ago, it was. I don't. I don't understand that. Like, I, 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 look. I, I guess from a from a macro view, I understand why people get on it sometimes. But I, look, people like what they like. I, I don't understand. I've never really been one to bash people about that or or or, or look down upon that. I mean, I, I just think that's kind of silly, to be quite honest with you. But yeah, I, I would admit that. I mean, I, I look. There, there's things where I'm like, like the whole swamp thing. Um, like I was like sitting there and, and the whole John Cena at WrestleMania last year with the fun house. Okay. Thing. Now we love like, that. So you can't, you better not say a negative word about that. <laughs> <laughs> I would sit there at times and go, why am I watching this? Like it, <laughs> fair. That's yeah, fair. We, what we always talk about on the show is like, you know, most of our significant others do not care. Right. No. And yeah. we always talk about That's the not- one, you know, we, of course we're, defenders and whatnot and they always see the one thing yeah that we don't want them to see that makes us embarrassed to watch it like they just always. happen they happen to walk in that night when it's just the dumbest segment in the history of professional wrestling and so now that's what they assume that professional wrestling is at all times right like well, th- this is this is what this is what you're spending eight hours a week doing <laughs> like we were live we were live at the raw where the bella segment they had the Bella segment where Nikki said, I wish you died in the oh, womb. Jerry, Jerry Springer? Yeah, yeah. Jerry Springer. <laughs> she said right. to Brie, I, w- I wish you had died in the womb or something like that. Yep. And like everyone that was with me was just like, why are we here? Right. What are you doing? <laughs> you want to talk about embarrassing. Like, I think we went back and we figured out like one of the summer, uh, the, the one SummerSlam that my uh, my wife and I went to, and we were like, oh, let's watch this. You know. Oh, no. That, that O five in DC? Uh-oh. Yeah. And Uh-oh. I think there was... There's like a brawl and panties match and sitting there trying to explain that to my 11 year old daughter. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I thought you were going to be concerned about how uh, Ray Mysterio's child, the custody papers were <laughs> yes. on the line of that show. <laughs> wait, so wait, wait. when I, oh, going God. back to some of those storylines and trying to like, uh, they definitely treated the, the, the female wrestlers a little bit different back then. Yeah. So it's like, but, trying to explain that wasn't the easiest, but y- you try as a parent and then you move on. <laughs> by the way, so my brother is also like an in and out fan. Like he'll still, he has the network. He'll still watch like WrestleMania and stuff, but then he won't watch for six months or whatever. And when he watched the Royal Rumble, we were texting a little bit. And when Dominic came out, he was like, wait, is that the Dominic? Yeah, right? <laughs> and I was one, like, oh yeah. The one they him. were fighting over all those years ago. No doubt. That's the way that it works. Um, Joe, just you know, since we got you, you and we're talking about what to do with uh, Edge. Like it's it, like I, everybody's excited about Edge winning the Royal Rumble, except me. Like I, I, it doesn't work for me. 
Um, just because I don't, there's nothing that he can do at WrestleMania that I'm all that excited about. So, so throw your throw your ideas into the ring so we hear a different voice. Your ideas now for championship matches at WrestleMania, given what it is that we have in front of us. Well, okay. So my whole thing on Edge. First of all, it was great to like have somebody back that uh, you know I, I sort of uh, understood. Yeah, like I know this knew guy, <laughs> knew some history. Um, I, I, the thing that I don't get about Edge. So we had him and Orton in this great, which I thought was the great match where you know you're they're on top of a um, you know a truck battling thrown. I, I thought that was fantastic. Great stuff there. And then they acted like he just came back when he's been around for a year. I don't necessarily understand that um, that uh, part of it. Um, so I, I kind of like the whole Randy Orton edge. But look, I understand that it's kind of played out um, to some degree. Um, and I and I like McIntyre. And I, I guess the most, you know, when I read stuff that people aren't in, in, in love with McIntyre, um, but I'm cool with McIntyre kind of retiring Edge and putting it to bed, wow. to be quite honest with you. That'd be great. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about him retiring Edge. That's Because, look, it, it, you know, it's been Randy Orton who has to retire people. Let's, let's give Drew McIntyre a chance to retire somebody. I, you know, um, and uh, so... I'm kind of cool with Edge being back for a while, but I don't see what the long-term game plan with it would be. I agree with that. Except, Brandon, remind me what the deal is that he's got. Like, he's... Uh, Edge? Yeah. Isn't it like six matches or something like that? Some, and, and how many matches has he already had? This year? Two? Oh, no, it was six matches per year? I, I think. Hold oh, on. God, Jesus. That's, that's, a bit, that's a bit much. Um, I, I had not given a thought to Edge being retired by Drew McIntyre. Um, well, because we dismissed the heel aspect. Yeah, for the most completely, part. but this lines up with what you were talking about. And I just don't... It seems oh, so no, three matches a year and 25 appearances. Three matches for how long? Three years. But is there any chance that after going through a significant injury, he says, all right, I came back, I proved what I needed to prove, I don't really need to keep doing this just for the sake of getting the money. I think if they do that, it's probably next year. Yeah, probably. It feels like they give him a year to do whatever, which would mean you know what that would mean. No, oh, he wins um, the belt. Yes, of course. That's, <laughs> correct. That's, that's what that means. And God. then I think that he'd do the last final match next year, probably. I like the idea, though. Again, this is the problem that I'm having, Joe. This is why I can't be excited. I, there's just nothing that you're gonna <laughs> that you're gonna throw out there that I'm gonna say to myself like, yes, that's the WrestleMania match with Edge that I need. It does seem like to me that it's a little stale at the top. Like, you know, they've they've thrown a lot of people at McIntyre, and I don't know. And I guess the theory is they just throw a lot of people and see what sticks. And I don't know if if much is stuck so far. Um, I mean, I really like the rain, the Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens stuff. I mean, I love the match. I loved uh, getting run over by a golf cart. Thought that was fantastic. Um, uh, but it doesn't seem and like, it just doesn't seem like they have an idea of what McIntyre and look, I, I know they got the Seamus thing going on the European thing, the Scottish Irish thing going on there. Um, 
It just seems like they don't know what to do with McIntyre, even though I kind of like his his vibe a little bit. But it seems like they just they've just thrown a bunch of different people at him. I don't know that I disagree with any of that, by the way. Uh, but but it worked. But it, we, I want to be fair. It's it's worked. He looks awesome, as you point out. The vibe. He looks incredible, yeah. right? Like he no, he looks unbelievable. I, I like it. I mean, uh, look, everything's sort of like muted in this environment to begin with. Yeah. So it it's kind of like. Uh, when I see Edge come out, like when he's on the mic, like first of all, the audio is terrible. Like, and I'm like, you kind of have an idea of what he's going to say. Why are you like, why is the crowd reacting, you, your fake crowd noise reacting? My God, by the way, how, how, we have to step in. How awful. I know everything Shane McMahon does is awful, but in particular, how awful was it this week? When apparently no one bothered to tell him, <laughs> like yeah. they sent him out to this fake crowd, and no one said, "Hey, by the way, Shane, there's going to be some fake crowd noise in the background. Give it a second, let it breathe." They sent the poor guy out there, who's already just sweating. He sweats at all times. It's he's he's just an abomination, and they send him out there. And on top of all of that, he's talking over this fake crowd noise. He has no idea what volume he's supposed to be talking. <laughs> it's just dreadful. I mean, I see that, uh, and maybe this is the, you know, just the, the, the television production person in me is behind the scenes. Like some of that stuff is really yeah. bad. Like the, the crowd noise, like the, look, you can't hear the people talking over the crowd noise. Yeah. yeah. It, it's really bad. I mean, <laughs> oh, you're right. You're it like, is. They know they're going to talk right with fake crowd noise. And I know they don't know exactly what they're going to say, but they have a general idea of what they're going to say. And you're pumping up the crowd noise. And it makes no sense. And it, it just, it makes it uncomfortable. Like, and then Edge, you know, the last couple of times, it's like, look, this is a very experienced performer. He's like looking at the wrong camera. And I know it's different for these guys because everything's turned around and everything's different. But the the audio mixing uh, of, the, uh, of the shows, I, I thought the Royal Rumble was pretty terrible. Uh, the last couple of Raws that I've watched has been pretty terrible. And I'm like, you guys know what the deal is, but you still can't seem to get on the same page um, with the with the audio issues. I mean, th- these are all fair points. I can't really yeah. argue any of them. These are all really fair points. All right, uh, Joe. Are, so you said you have you been watching NXT at all? Like, are you are you watching every now and then or week? Like, what's what's your relationship with NXT? Yeah, I, I'm I'm watching every now and then. Okay. I, I love. Um, uh, my daughter is in on the uh, on the, the the women's. I think it's a very strong women's crop in NXT. It's incredible. It's funny. My son, who's as I told you before, he's seven. He's like, why can't they ever dress normal? He, he really thinks that, like, the, you know, he's like they're always crazy dressed in NXT. So hang on, so- I, I, I got to tell you, I watched Raw with my my both my kids this week, and my my three year old says to me. Why is Lacey taking off her pants? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, uh, all right, I don't get, I got nothing for you. <laughs> just, just watch the, just shut up and watch the show, kid. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm all in on the uh, the Lacey, um, Ric Flair, Charlotte Flair thing. You're all I think in it's on that? fantastic. I, I actually, I, 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 I think it's, it's great going too. To ma- I actually think I, it's- I'm shocked that it, that's the Mania match. That's the Mania title match. It, it's certainly getting to that direction. I think. I, I think after, you know, putting Lacey in that title match, I don't see any other direction. 
I guess you could have it a triple threat, but I, I'm pretty sure at this point it's Charlotte no, and Lacey. I, I think it's Charlotte and Lacey, and honestly, I think the work has been good enough that it's not. Oh man, I, I, I'm gonna. I take that. <laughs> I'll be bothered by doing that to Oscar, right? Again, like second I, year in a row. I'll be bothered by that. Charlotte Lacey in a vacuum. I think this has worked. Like I think this has been good. I like the storytelling. I, I don't think it has to be for the title, so it'll that that'll kind of bother me a little bit. I think they can make this work just as a standalone match for nothing because I do. I think that this is clicking and and it's fun, and I and I hate that for Oscar, right? Like I hate that for Oscar that that would happen again. Is this the second year in a row they did that to Oscar, or did they skip a year? Skipped a year. That that was the year. That was the Becky Charlotte Ronda year yeah, that right. two years ago pushed yep. Oscar aside. Yep. All right, so we're, we we got to do the part of the show, Joe, where we make picks for a takeover on Sunday night. Do you want to make picks with us, or do, or do you not? Sure. Know? Okay. I, like right. I said, I'm not an expert on NXT, but I, I know the main sort of character, so I, I can make my ill-formed picks. All right, fair enough. Fair, the way that we normally <laughs> the way that we normally do this, um, we used to do bets, and then we realized we couldn't pay off all these bets because we we were doing betting godforsaken things. So we're just we just have fun with it now. We'll put the match out there. We say who we think should win, who we think will win is the way that we go about doing picks for each of these matches. Normally, we make the guests go first, but so you're comfortable, we'll go first, and you can you can jump in last. Uh, five matches on the card right now for TakeOver Vengeance Day on Sunday night on Valentine's Day. Uh, by the way, are you guys even doing anything for Valentine's Day, or like, are you clear to just sit back and watch wrestling on Sunday nights? I'm probably going to just watch it. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, what about you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I, I... We're, we'll, we'll sort that out on Saturday. Get, get everything out of the way. That's smart. Actually, is, is anybody else mad, by the way, that they didn't use uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre? Kind of. Like, if they were doing everything else, why not, right? Like, yeah. everything else yeah. they brought back. But I don't know. Vengeance Day kind of works for me, too. I don't know. Uh, let's start with the uh, triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez... Uh, I'll start. I'm torn because there's no reason why Io Shirai shouldn't be the champion, right? Like, Io Shirai is excellent. Everything she does is excellent. I mean, I can't say enough wonderful things about Io Shirai. But there needed to be a Tony Storm moment some time ago. As you guys know, I've been a Tony Storm fan since the year 12 uh, BC. I've, <laughs> I've been in on Tony Storm for that long. There needed to be that moment some time ago. She's a rock star pun intended um tony storm should be the women's champion at this point and so that should be tony storm and i think will be tony storm now i think that this is setting up perfectly they can have her pin mercedes martinez to keep io shirai around to keep that story going i I think they acknowledge that there needed to be a tony storm moment and they're going to create that tony storm moment right here so tony storm to me is should and will win this match See, for me, this is tricky because ever since War Games, I felt that they were about to strap a rocket to Raquel Gonzalez. And I've just been kind of waiting for that moment, waiting for them to pull that trigger, however they do it. Now, of course, Raquel's involved in the uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic for this one. And because of adding the fact that the winner of that is going to get a tag team title shot. Nice reading ahead, by the way. Way to read ahead, Aaron. Way to go. Right? Yeah. 
this is relevant to everything. You know, I, I wonder if there is another way that they can that they envision that moment happening. Because otherwise, if this is, you know, in my mind, Raquel Gonzalez is the one to take the title from Io Shirai. So if I'm thinking that way, then it should and will be Io. Now, if Raquel Gonzalez is doing something that they view as potentially more important, well, then we can see something different. But unless that happens, I'm going with should and will be EO. Okay. Brandon? Yeah, I mean, this is this is a throwaway match. This is There's no moment for either one of these people. I mean, you don't job out Tony Storm for a month to give her the title right now. I mean, I, I just don't... I don't get it. I don't think she's a good heel. I, I, I don't... She's a good anything. She's not a good heel. I, I don't like that they turned her heel. I don't really like this version of her. I think this is to get through a pay-per-view. Should and will EO. And I think... Ultimately, she's going to get pointed toward this Zia Lee thing. Um, so I, I'm going to say that she stays. She stays champion. Joe, I, I'm I'm should and would with EO as well. But I feel you on the storm thing. I think she has something there. She's um, but I, I'm I'm saying EO God, in this one. What is wrong with everyone? Tony Storm. She's great, but she's a baby. Tony Storm face. is what professional wrestling should. She can do anything she wants. I, w- I was gonna say I, I don't agree with you there, Brandon. Tony Storm is incredible at literally everything she has ever done. She has the absolute perfect look. She is everything you could want a professional wrestler. <sighs> All right, next. Uh, because Aaron started reading ahead, let's go ahead and get to the Women's Dusty Cup final. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. And yes, more significantly, we now know that the winners will receive a future Women's Tag Team Championship match. Aaron. This is interesting because if they do view Raquel Gonzalez as such a star, there is a world where I could say, Oh, that's how they make her a star. They're going to skip everything in NXT, and they're going to put her right into this women's side. Now, what does winning the women's tag title mean? Not a lot in the past, but there is a world where they view it that way. So the question really to me becomes, you know, what is this becoming, and when is this match happening? Because let's say this is a match at WrestleMania. The, The winner is going to get a shot at WrestleMania. Well, there's a world where they could say, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez don't make sense for WrestleMania right now. And if that's the case, well, Ember Moon certainly does. And Shotzi Blackheart definitely has the look for WrestleMania. You can sell me that match as a WrestleMania match. Whether they win or lose doesn't really matter. But that that's a WrestleMania match right there. And that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. In a world, I think that, again, because one's a real tag team, one's not. I, I think that it should be Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. But I'm thinking of okay, how can we sell this match? Oh, it's Russell, it could be WrestleMania on a two-day WrestleMania. Well, let's have that happen there. Ember Moon's a known quantity. Let's have it be Ember Moon and uh, Shotzi Blackheart, so I will say it's them. Brandon? I mean, I think the should is easy. One's a tag team and the other one's not. So <laughs> the should, I will always side with the, the team that's a real team, which is Dakota and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, and, you know... You know, Aaron raises all good, interesting points, uh, but like I'm trying not to talk myself into thinking when this match will take place. And but if you really want to go down that road and say, you know, Aaron thinks it's going to be at Mania, I I think I I feel his logic there. But if it's a takeover, 
they 100% could do these guys versus Shayna and Nia. Could be all, because that's right. something that like people like us want to see, like Raquel Gonzalez versus Nia Jax. So, um, so I think, I don't know. I think I'm probably dumb for saying, like, like, they probably will give it to Ember and Shotzi. I, I think it has to be Dakota Kai should and will. Dakota Kai Raquel. That's that. I think it's inexcusable for anything else to happen. Joe. So I'm with Aaron to some extent as far as like I don't understand. You guys obviously know better than my than than myself what they do with the tag team title on the women's side. It seems like it it really doesn't matter much to to anybody. No, we um, we scream about it uh, constantly. It is a constant frust- point of frustration <laughs> on this show. Uh, so. I would just go with uh, Shotzi and Ember as the is could and should for me. I just think they have more of a presence. I don't know if this means anything on WWE uh, on the on SmackDown Raw on the main calendar more than um, than Dakota and Raquel Gonzalez. So I'm gonna go with them because I know them better. <laughs> So I, which, I, which is probably the smartest, pick. right? Right, and yeah. I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think there's something, I, I feel like there's something kind of boring about Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez just winning, like, I, and I, I don't know how to say that. The right, I just feel like just having them win is is kind of boring to me. I do think that at some point, Aaron, to speak to what you were talking about with Raquel Gonzalez, Raquel Gonzalez should be split. But I also think that we would all agree that Raquel Gonzalez has largely been awesome for the better part of of you know however long how long has this been um, since she was awkwardly introduced to us about a year I mean <laughs> yeah like, it started for no reason it but. started for no reason whatsoever but we would all agree like she's legit she's a rock star I think at some point Raquel Raquel Gonzalez has to split from Dakota Kai and I think Raquel Gonzalez might actually be a face at some point like I think that might be coming just because she's so good that I'm inclined to want more of her I'm not inclined to root against her so I don't know I I agree with you Brandon about the should it should always be the team that's the tag team right the team that actually works together I get that you know this is where Aaron jumps in and says well that's not how the Dusty Cup works it's never that time but that's it shouldn't be that way. It just sort of has been. Well, and and when you have tag titles attached to it, it should right. it should even be more. The, be it should it be works. the actual tag team. But as far as what it will be, I get why the argument is 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 Shotzi and Ember. Now we don't know that that's going to be at WrestleMania, but as you point out, with two nights worth of of matches to put together, it make all the sense in the world to try to do it there. And since you know, you don't really seem to have anything else going on in the women's tag team division. Why well, not? Well, well, it doesn't mean that Lana and Naomi won't win the, t- yeah, <laughs> the tag team titles. That is true. It does not mean that Lana and Naomi wouldn't win the tag team titles. And, and maybe they're trying to build off of what happened on Monday night. And, and now there's interest and let's go from there. I don't know, but I, I'm probably going to line up with will be uh, Shotzi and Ember as well to the, uh, the men's dusty cup final. The uh, the n- definitely not rascals MSK <laughs> versus grizzled young veterans. This of course gets you a future NXT tag team championship match. Brandon, we got two tag teams in this match. Yeah, legit, amazing tag teams. One hundred. Is this the first time in the history of this tournament they've done that? I think it is. It might very well I, be. It might. I, be. I was gonna say when the when AOP won, who did they end up beating? 
like Gargano and someone, or, or was it, or was I don't remember. Let's see. Yeah, I, I don't remember. That would have been the one time, though, if that's the case. I forgot about them. I'm trying to pull. I'm trying to pull up. All right, here are all of the finals in the history of the Dusty Cup. In two, oh, they don't. They only told you who won. All right, here we go. No, I got it. Uh, oh, they beat TM sixty one. So that okay. was that was yeah. a real team. All right, yeah. Okay. Either way. By the way, the finals have included, however, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe beating Baron Corbin and Rhino. What? <laughs> Traditional. <laughs> that tag was the first teams. one. Traditional. I tag forgot teams about there. the who lost though. Yeah, that's some. Uh, that's that's what you used to. Of course, in two thousand eighteen, it was a. Why was it a triple threat in 2018, Aaron? Remind me of that. Uh, because because instead of having... Oh, the finals got messed up. So they decided, okay, we're just going to have the triple threat at TakeOver in New Orleans. It was like, a no DQ. It was so like it, DQ or something. It yeah, was now, because I think, I think the Undisputed had broken up the, uh, that match. It was Undisputed Era, Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong and Authors of Pain. In 2019, the Forgotten Sons. Oh, God. Uh, against Alistair Black and Ricochet, who they tried to force to be a tag team for a little while, but that didn't work out. And then, of course, I had forgotten last year was the Broserweights against Grizzle Young Veterans. So, Even though Alistair Black and Ricochet were in like one of the greatest tag team matches I've ever seen. No doubt, no doubt. But they were a force, <laughs> they were a force tag team. Not um, to interrupt, but what has happened to Alistair Black? Where'd he go? <laughs> your guess you know, We haven't is, talked about that for a well, while. Well, I mean, we kind of know. What, he's married to Zelina Vega in real life. And so after Zelina Vega got fired, it kind of got awkward. And when, when, when and how does that end? Who knows? Who it, that's knows? the other thing getting back into this is like, all these people are married to each other. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. there is a lot of that. And, yep. and and yet things that like make no sense, right? Like Renee Young, explain that. Explain Renee Young. She puts all these AEW people on her podcast. Everything's cool, and yet she's still hosting the WWE. It's, I, that's worked out for whatever reason. Whereas well, she's technically employed by Fox, and then they just but again are okay we, with it. But we know yeah. they have to be okay with it. Well, right, and they allow people to come on her podcast. Correct. It's it's a it's a weird world, man. But yeah, the 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 yeah, Alistair, sorry to interrupt. You. No, no, but the yeah, Alistair Black thing, like when when and ha- does it at some point is is everybody okay there? Like, can Alistair Black just go back to working for WWE at some point? I, I, they should just hire Zelina back, and then I mean that that would be a really smart thing to do, but. It's what it is. All right, uh, Brandon, your pick. I mean, there's one pick here. <laughs> Should and will MSK. Um, I mean, I never knew who these guys were other than you guys talking about them. I'm absolutely blown away by this team. I think they have the potential to be the team on the entire roster. Uh, so I don't, I don't see why you don't give it to them. Should and will. All right, uh, Joe. So I'm all in on Wesley. Um, I I, I think, look, this is the one match that I know the most about. (laughs) And because to me, because coming into this, I was like, these guys have literally come out of nowhere and they kind of have. So I wasn't missing anything in the past with these guys. And I I think the only my only thing is, is it too early for them to, to sort of catch the rising star? But uh, I, I love what they do in the ring. I think it's exciting. I think it's great. So I, 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 they have like this charisma between them as well that I think is 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 you can't fake sometimes. So uh, I'm I'm all in with Nash Carter and Wesley. 
I mean, they're amazing. Um, there's no doubt about that. They're absolutely amazing. I, I do. I think the question you're asking, is it too early? Like you're putting them right in the tag team picture. You know, like I think those are relevant questions. Um, again, when they get that match is also relevant. Like right now. And you have to consider who the champions are. Right. So at the moment, it would make more sense for it to be, you know, face contenders for Lorcan and Birch. But are you immediately pivoting them into the championship picture after winning? We, like. These are sort of vague rules that we have for the Dusty Cup winners, right? Like, we we don't really know. This isn't like you win the Royal Rumble, you get to go to WrestleMania type of deal. Um, might very well be the case, but we, there's, we also don't know when the next takeover is, for what it's worth. We have no clue if, if, if and when they're, well, we, they're going to do another takeover, but when that will be. Um, ultimately, I'm just going to agree with everything that's been said. Uh, MSK has been phenomenal, while it does sort of feel like, why would you have grizzled young veterans lose the final back-to-back years? They're they're pretty. They're I think they can handle that. Uh, MSK is in- incredible. These guys are great. So I will also go. Shouldn't will MSK? Yeah, and I think grizzled young vets kind of got their moment. Beating you know beating Champa and uh, Thatcher is sure. huge, and it's something they can ride for a while. So it's not like they're necessarily losing something by uh, losing this match. This this tournament has been all about MSK. Should and will MSK. But by the way, I do want to throw in there. I really have been impressed with grizzled young veterans. Um, I think that they've always been good, but I think they're just getting better and better. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know someone else earlier said, "What if this is just a really good match and they sort of wait for the MSK moment?" I wouldn't be surprised if they did that just because. It's not a work issue. Like these two teams are who should be in this match. Oh, I agree. Um, yep. And, it's going and, to be the be- match of the night. I'm convinced and, of that. And by, and by the way, the semifinals were fucking amazing. Yes, they were. I mean, oh my goodness. Like both matches. Uh, uh, I, I thought to myself before I saw the last match, wow, that should have been the finals. And then I saw the next match. And I was like, I was really wrong about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Spectacular. Spectacular. Anyway. No doubt. All right, uh, the North American Championship is Johnny Gargano and Kushida. We thought it was off, but nah, just just being tricky. It's back on. Uh, Glenn loves that storyline. <laughs> Joey loves it. I mean, <laughs> this is this is Glenn's favorite. Well, hang story on, I, I think it's fine. It's just that Dexter Loomis is the all right. Let me yeah. let, let, let me let Joe go first. Joe, you're first on this one for the North American Championship. Johnny Gargano okay. and Kushida. I, I'm all in on Johnny Gargano and. Just from the fact that that's his real name. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I can respect that. I can respect that. Clearly, uh, well, hang on. Is Joe Miller your real name? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Fair enough. Um, look, I, it's really, this is weird. You can't, we can't pretend like it's not weird. This is the thing that I get, I complain about with AEW where they're telling too many stories at once and, it, it makes a quote-unquote pay-per-view match feel unimportant. I like Kushida. I like the story that they, they were kind of telling with Kushida, but they're really telling other stories, and this is just the match that's happening at the moment. There's no way that you can have this come to some sort of, you know, I, I, can't, I cannot viably believe, oh, God, I'm going to talk myself out of it, I guess I could viably believe that 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 um, Dexter Loomis cost Johnny Gargano the title, and yeah, Dexter I Dexter mean, you Loomis could go that way. Dexter Loomis just doesn't really care about the title. He only cares about Johnny Gargano. Damn it! I just talked myself out of that. Son of a <laughs> bitch. 
All right, well. The, the, the past six months of the North American title have been messy. This is not new. I know, and that's... What should happen? You should have Johnny Gargano retain the title, set up what you're doing with Dexter Loomis. Like, that's what should happen, because that's the better story, and, and, and that's the story that's mattered. What they, I'm going to stay with what they will. I'm going to stay with they will. They don't... They've never really seemed to be all that invested in Kushida, which is a bummer because I like Kushida, but they've just never really shown me that they were significantly invested in him in some sort of way. So I'll maintain that they it will should and will Johnny Gargano. You want to tell me there is a world where he Gargano loses it, gets it back, and then faces Loomis? I would say in a bubble, okay, but you can't do that after what you just did a few months ago where he lost it and got it back. Like, you can't have these, you know, little three-week vacations from the title and, and have it be okay. So because we just saw that, because I agree we are the the big bad, or not big bad, I guess the big good in this situation is uh, Dexter Loomis, then, yeah, Gargano should and will win this match. Yeah, Brandon, you 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 go next. Yeah. So yeah. so okay. So here's how I feel, here's how I feel about this. I've said it's well documented. Anyone who listens to this show uh, knows that I have been an all in on Dexter Loomis for a very long time, and I think this is all about him. And so now I need to figure out what that means. Does it mean they want to do some weird, you know, fun house thing with him and Johnny Gargano with no title involved? Or if they want him to win the title. And I honestly, I can't, I don't have an answer. I don't know. So what I'm going to say is they should, they should give him the title. So that's my should. They should have Johnny Gargano win this match and go on to face Dexter Loomis, who should then win. Um, What they will do, man, the way they've booked this angle has been so all over the place. I almost would say they're going to give it to Kushida. And I could buy I, I, right, and I could buy the idea that that sets up Kushida and Austin Theory as well, right? Right. Like, and then and then and by the way, if you really want to pretend like they do long-term storylines, which they don't, but if you want to pretend like they do and you have Austin Theory win that title from Kushida, now we're talking. Now we've got something that actually was built you know austin theory in this group with johnny and the way that they treated the title like he cares about it more more than his wife yep um you know so they've done all that work so if they would do that that would actually be quite interesting but for the sake of this match i'm just gonna say johnny gargano should win i think but i think i think kushida is gonna win all right so let's uh let's finish it up the title match is finn balor and pete dunn and I I have an almost empty feeling about this, and I is this is this the thing is this the thing that you've been talking about or to to add to our thread of main events and title pictures? What do you mean about them being a foregone co- conclusion? Yeah, it's sort of that, but it's also that like there's so much that looms. Like it's one thing that Dexter Loomis is looming looming over the last match. There's a million things that are looming over this. Yeah, and. And that I'm so distracted by all of it that I haven't been able to get into the simplicity of a, a Finn Balor Pete Dunn match, right? I'm so distracted by what the hell really is the deal with Karrion Cross, and and I'm so dis- it, I'm not and undisputed, 
Right. Undisputed and- air. I mean, there's going to be a minimum of six people not in this match getting involved <laughs> with this match. Probably seven. I'm Let's so, be honest so about distracted by all of that that I haven't like even given thought, pause to could we just get a rip roaring Finn Balor Pete Dunn match, which is what we should be getting. Like we should these two dudes should just be giving us an unbelievable, intense, awesome match. And instead, this is really about eight other things. So at the end of the day, who should win? I, 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 how in the F am I supposed to know who should win this match? <laughs> I don't know what the point of the match is. I'll just say Finn Balor for the sake of saying Finn Balor. I, I hate that Pete Dunne and Finn Balor are giving me these feelings. I hate that this... We're getting a Pete Dunne-Finn Balor championship match, and I have these feelings of like, oh, yeah, that's on the card too. Right. I, I just want us to get to the point. Like This is the storytelling. Just get to the point. What's the thing that actually matters from all of this? And that's why I, I feel bad about it, but I'll just say Finn Balor for the sake of saying Finn Balor. I, I kind of wish that the Undisputed Era was involved with, you know, the, I'd made it through the Dusty Classic because the fact that none of them are involved with a match on this card just yes. screams like that's what is that's what this main event's yeah, going mean, to be. Imagine, about. imagine having, uh, having a takeover with nothing from the Undisputed Era. Like just imagine. Right. No, it's not happening. Not not a chance that it's happening. Now, does it happen during the match? Does it happen after the match? Does I, I don't know. I don't know any of those answers. Like, I, I think we'll get. 15 to 20 minutes of a really good match. And I think that the last part of the match is going to be complete ridiculousness. Like, you know, all four undisputed era members are going to get involved. You know, uh, uh, only Lorcan and Danny Burch are going to get involved. If Bobby fish is alive. Well, sure. Yeah. We don't know if he's involved, (laughs) if he's alive, but okay. So at least three, you have two of them carrying cross very well could get involved. Well, and if he's involved in Santos, Escobar has to be involved. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, and the Phantasma guys. And yes. And then like and, this- and Scarlet. And then, you know, by the way, Pat McAfee could show up again. <laughs> Damn it, you took my bit. <laughs> like, this could legitimately be a non finish with just 15 people standing in the ring at the end of the night. And it wouldn't surprise me at oh, all. How gross would that be to end a takeover that way? How gross would that be? Don't, please, don't, don't, don't give me that. This is supposed to be for wrestling. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But um, because of all, like, it, it should and will be Finn, but, like, I mean, I guess you, honestly, you could say there at just as easily it should be done because none of this matters. Yeah, that's, there is that. There is that. All right, Brandon. <laughs> God. I'm sorry. That's so funny. Like, I, oh, God. So here's what I think. I think that at the end of the day, these are all shiny objects to make us forget that, they're just holding the title until a big, bigger moment at WrestleMania. And so this is all stuff to make us not think this is just Finn Balor winning, which is what it is. I mean, Finn Balor is winning the match. Finn Balor is going to be in the title match at WrestleMania. All reporting is they want the NXT title to be defended on WrestleMania. So I think I, I, I don't know who you give this title to if Finn Balor isn't the guy to, to be in the, on a WrestleMania match. I mean, there's nobody else that you can give this title to that makes sense right now to get them to WrestleMania to make people who watch WrestleMania care about that match. So to me, it's a bunch of bells and whistles and should and will Finn Balor. Joe? 
So first of all, shout out to mentioning Bobby Fish because that's my guy because it's the only guy I could beat on WWE 2K19. <laughs> um, so um, the, look, this is my uneducated thought on this. The, these two guys, they feel like they're the same person to me. Um, and that's with limited experience. So I granted that. But I'm more, I I like Finn Balor a little bit more, but they feel like they're kind of the same person to me. And so I'm going to go with Finn Balor. And I, 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 maybe I'm crazy. Am I crazy? You know, the whole edge is, is looking at this match thing. Part of it. Is that a possibility? Um, uh, only in the context. Very remote. It's very remote, but only in the context of you just decided that you were going to do this with Edge, and then woke up, woke up and realized you didn't have something you, like the problem that we've been talking about. You don't, you don't really want to screw with that. You don't really want to give. We all hate Edge and Roman Reigns because I don't. Edge should not be the one beating Roman Reigns. That should not be what's happening here. Um, if if so, they, is the only reason to bring it up is to try to legitimize the 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 the, the belt itself. Yeah, and the the reminder that like the champion, this is the the rule says whoever wins the Royal Rumble could choose the yeah. NXT champion. So just a reminder of that for you know, hey, it, it could be the case um, because you know Charlotte went to to, to yeah, NXT. Yeah, that's right. That did happen, and, and yes. you know it gives Edge in two weeks. So hey, Edge is going to be on. Watch NXT. Yeah. Right. Try to pop a number. Sure. <laughs> sure. That's the reality. Try to get me to watch on Wednesday night after right. I watch on Monday night and Friday night. <laughs> hey, man. Aaron wants me to watch Japanese wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? So while we have Joe, I do, I do want to ask, um, what did you think of the Pat McAfee thing? Um, I, I thought it was, I, I thought it was cool. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. You set him up there. Damn it, Joe! Damn it! Sorry. Look, look, uh, here's the thing with Pat McAfee. Like, I I honestly have never really listened intently to a show. All right, we're back. We're back. We're good. We're good. (laughs) I mean, I've heard clips on the internet. Yep. But (laughs) as a game announcer, I think he does a really good job. So, but as a talk show host, I really don't know... And don't know show well enough to sort of, but I I, I thought he brought um, a lot of attention to it. So mm. is that uh, and that's the, at the end of the day, that's your job, right? Yeah, but I don't. That's I th- my biggest problem, Joe. Is that's not what NXT NXT is supposed to be your wrestling show, right? Like you do all that other stuff on Raw and SmackDown and try to get people. The NXT is supposed to be the place for wrestling fans, for people that just want to watch. Great matches and and good workers and guys that are allowed to do what they're capable of doing. That's why it bothers me so deeply. Like you, you want to have Pat McAfee do something silly at WrestleMania? Go go right ahead. Don't bring. Yeah, it I to- mean, you want you know. I mean, I understand that. I mean, you know, they they had the whole Bad Bunny thing going for two weeks, and that was like, okay, <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> Going on for longer than that. Oh, it's going to be going on for a while. That's that's <laughs> that's, that's that is t-shirts. I was going to say the top four selling pieces of merchandise right now are all Bad Bunny. Um, that's going to be going on for a while. That's going <laughs> to be going on for some time. But yeah, the, do that on the main card. Like do it there. Do whatever stuff you want to do. That keep NXT sacred, if you will. Like keep that as the place that we just do professional wrestling here. That this is your wrestling. This is our indie is NXT. Let this be where you get wrestling and do all this stuff somewhere else. So that's, look, that's, I think Pat McAfee was, I don't, I'll never understand somebody just saying, hey, for the next 10 minutes, here's Pat McAfee. I'll never <laughs> understand that. But like, 
he's fine as being a heel. He's fine with all of that. He's capable, just not on NXT, man. Like, get that somewhere else. Do that on Raw or SmackDown. Don't do that on NXT. That's that's my biggest issue. Thanks a I lot. I wish I could ask him what he thinks about Cody, but he doesn't don't, watch that don't, show. Don't, don't you dare say that name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what can we plug for you, man? I uh, really appreciate you doing this. This was fun. Uh, I, uh, uh, I mean, uh, no, I appreciate it. Hopefully, I didn't sully your show by being on here. You think this um, show can be sullied? Do you think that's possible? <laughs> I think this show can be sullied. Jeez. And Aaron's been part of it for plug. six I mean, years. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm good. You know, you can catch me many different places. Uh, Twitter, J-O-M-I-L-M-I-L, uh, um, Navy Radio Network, ESPN Plus. It's all good. All right, dude, we, we'll do this again, and I'm going to have you on my show, too, at some point. I promise you that. Um, <laughs> but I, this is how this I whole thing. I felt like I was joking about I know. that, and I'm like, wow, um, you know, Glenn's gonna really think I'm some sort of a no, a no, no. This whore is this is how it started <laughs> was with a tweet, and the realize I just realized it somehow I've never had you on, and I've had literally everybody on the planet on my show, and I've somehow never had, which is insane because we've also nah, been friends for a while. I, I, I'm all good, so uh, you know. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, like I said, uh, hopefully I, di- I I didn't insult anybody I, I prom- by my I pr- my lack of knowledge. I promise you that's not the case. I promise <laughs> you that's not the case. All right, I, I have to, guys. I got to wrap up. I'm sorry, I got to run. Uh, do either one of you want to plug anything? Uh, Aaron, I guess plug Veasan. Yeah, I'll plug Veasan. Uh, we're on all the iHeart uh, iHeart Radio network. You can find us Veasan.com. If you have Comcast. Uh, you can have Eason. Also, the nightcap is on Twitch, twitch.com slash Eason underscore live. And uh, before we go, just really quickly, I take everything back I said about Bianca and not knowing about that title match because Bianca and Sasha is everything. We'll get into that more next week. Uh, you know what? Great point. Great point. Tremendous. Uh, at Did the Aaron a- tell uh, Tim I said hey? <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, at the AOster on Twitter as well. Uh, Brandon, do you have something you'd like to plug this week? I don't, but I'm going to use this five seconds to talk about something very quickly that we didn't which is the greatest return oh, in the yeah. history of pro we did wrestling. at the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, it's... my goodness. Yep. He is uh, the Cameron Grimes is the greatest thing in the history. Imagine, I just said, imagine doing a, uh, a takeover without uh, uh, um, anybody from, from uh, oh, God, why am I blanking all of a sudden? Undisputed, Undisputed Era. Undisputed Jesus. What the hell happened to my brain? Um, imagine doing a takeover without Cameron Grimes. Yeah, Insane. but it's okay because he's just counting his money. That's a good well, point. He doesn't need the wrestler. So, That's a good wait, point. so you know that little that little balcony thing they have sometimes? Oh, they should yeah, definitely just have him count money 100%. up there. They absolutely need him to have like a suite of one hundred percent. That is genius. At Brandon Linton on Twitter, of course. AJ's at AJ Francis four one zero on Twitter. That's where you follow him. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio and GlennClarkRadio.com for me. Thanks again to Joe. For Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis. I am Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Nobody? Nobody at all? Fine. Mm, Jobbing Out. Kiss my grits. <laughs> <laughs>